Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 58 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Dr. Patricia Blom, makes sense of complex and challenging situations, whether it's mind, body or soul, by finding a simpler and better way that gets you unstuck, more productive, faster and with measurable results. She is a certified functional medicine practitioner, coach, chiropractor, speaker and author. She has helped thousands over the last 35 years stop adapting their lifestyle to pain and chronic problems by focusing on the whole person. The result is that her clients and patients find out the why and the cause of the problem and identify the starting point, what, why, where and how to begin their health journey to live longer, better and healthier. Dr. Blong is the founder and principal of Ask Dr. Pat Health Team Network, a company dedicated to skyrocketing your health, lifestyle and mindset with strategies and programs that make sense and help you age gracefully, think, move and feel better and live longer and happier. Wow, I couldn't ask the better guest during this pandemic than the doctor. <laughs> so, Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate for being here yeah. and I love taking the time to do it. A warm welcome on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. So to begin with, we are going to start with the first section of this show, which is passion and interest. So as I already mentioned that, you know, you are in the medicine for a longer time. So how did you find your interest towards the medicine and what steps did you take to pursue that passion? Or if I have to phrase it differently, what motivates you to be a doctor as well as the business person at the same time? Well, you know, um, when I was a kid and used to play, you know, I was the only girl in a six block radius. So all my playmates were always males. So we played doctor all the time. Somebody was always the patient. Somebody was always dying. Somebody was always getting better. And there was a nurse. There was another doctor. I mean, we had, we, we had a lot of fun and like, we were like, we were kids, but I can tell you, I'd never played the patient and I never died. And so, you know, and, and I started looking at things, you know, like the, like we had uh, different when TV shows were first coming out with like, you know, the, some, you know, very handsome medical doctor, you know, uh, on TV. And then um, all my um, interest in school was always science. You know, I love science. When I was nine years old, my teacher liked my, uh, my experiment that I did so much. He entered it in the state uh, competition uh -huh. Um, and he didn't, I didn't know that. And, uh, so at any rate, he entered it in a state competition and I came in second place in the state for that. I always have had just a keen interest with like, how do things work and why is it like that? And what does the inside look like? And I'm always fascinated how, uh, even in, when I was in chiropractic school and we had cadaver lab, how the body's put together. Mm. Why is that there? And there's a rhyme and the reason for every piece and component of your body. So it's always been very fascinating to me. And I've always, you know, I, at one point in time too, I worked at the University of Michigan Hospital mm -hmm. um, as a patient relations advocate, was part of my independent study to graduate with my undergraduate degree. And um, I just found that I never saw people get well. Mm -hmm. in the hospital. It just seemed to me like they were always sad. It was very solemn. The only ward that anybody was having a good time on who were really happy was the maternity ward. 
you know, it's because all these babies were there and everyone went from, you know, they were just really happy. So, you know, I wanted to be in, in a situation where, um, you know, where yeah, I can remember as a kid, we had ginger ale. You didn't get something from the doctor you know, my mother would just say, drink this, don't drink it faster, you'll throw up, <laughs> you know, when you did, when you had a stomach upset. And um, it's just things like that, just, you know, little things that happen along the way. And plus, you know, the real big um, interest and the ease that science was for me was huge. It was great. Mm -hmm. So I took those and I went to chiropractic school. I was going to go to Western Medicine School, but I, that experience at the hospital at that time way back when, in, um, when I was 27, I decided to become a chiropractor instead, which that we do no medicine. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Yeah. And that's yeah. good that you found your uh, interest in the science very early so that you can take the proper direction. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. moving towards our next section is about the questions from the audience. So I have shortlisted a couple of questions for you. The first question is that as we are in the pandemic for a while now, how one can have a good mental health along with the physical health? Well, the first thing is you have to stop watching TV. And, <laughs> and, and you have to check in with where your level of common sense is at. Because, you know, there's, I saw a very funny cartoon in the very beginning of the pandemic. They said, you want to get, you know, out of the pandemic, throw your TV away. And I traveled uh, somewhat and, um, you know, I've been in a couple of Airbnbs during this time. And in one Airbnb, the woman watched CNN, you know, mm -hmm. at least three hours a day. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then when she went shopping, she came back and she washed her uh, uh, containers that she bought with, you know, this Clorox spray that you clean your countertop with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you look like I did. And <laughs> I said, what are you doing that for? You know, so you've got to have, you know, you have to know what the, your health snapshot is. So one way that you can know where your health snapshot is, is that you can, I have a book called, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? And what the book is, the book is a guidebook, it's a workbook, and it's an advocating tool. And if you answer the questions truthfully in present time, mm -hmm. you can see what your health pattern is. Mm-hmm. And if you know what your health pattern is, you know where your weakest link is and you know where your strongest link is. And sometimes we don't, we're not aware of what our weakest link is. Mm -hmm. So we just go like, you know, I'm fine. I don't, I don't feel bad. Like I'm occasionally tired or occasionally have an upset stomach, but why is that? Why? You know, mm -hmm. so we know if we're tired, we, we know if we're fat, everyone's a little bit fatter, like not everybody, but a good portion of people are a little bit chubbier from the pandemic because not having the activity that they used to have, right? I hear that all the time. How can I lose the 20 pounds I gain? You know, how can I lose the 10 pounds? But the thing is, you've got to know what your health looks like. Mm -hmm. And you can't guess. I don't guess with people's health. I test. And then I say, here's, here's what you have going on. Here's where you're at. Here's where you can go. So it's really important. That's for somebody who's looking at the pandemic and especially with numbers that increase, it's mm -hmm. clear that masks are not the answer and, you know, and for sure. And, but the, but no one's addressing, truly addressing where that weakest link is and what can I do to fortify that and improve my weakest link. So the likelihood of it has, even if you take the vaccine, I mean, and cause the vaccine hasn't been tested appropriately in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so I don't understand why people would volunteer to do that and be the guinea pig, the live 
culture guinea pig. Um, in that scenario, I don't disagree with um, like with vaccines, but I want to know what's in my vaccine. I want to know what it's going to do to me when I take it. And just because you get it doesn't mean you're not going to get you know any anything like you know any virus. So. And my concern is like, okay, they have a vaccine for COVID-19. They're going to have to have one from 2020 and 2022, 23, 24, 25. So when's that going to end? And if you keep on t- taking a lot of those outside drugs, for, mm-hmm. that, you know, then what happens is it keeps on weakening your immune system. And that to me is more scarier than the actual virus, which is a virus, it's not the disease. Yep, yep, that's true. And it's like very insightful actually to understand how your health works as well when we think about having the balance between physical as well as the mental health. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And yeah. moving towards our next question is about what is Einstein's time? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I explain this like at least once a day. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm going to ask you a question now. Um, you know, when your day goes perfect, are you tired at the end of the day? Most of the times when I feel like, you know, my brain is a more, lot more engaged, I feel mm-hmm. energetic at the end you of the day. You feel more energy, right? I suppose like, you know, fulfill like something that, you know, I completed something or something. It's kind of an energetic thing for me. Right. Okay. So, but that's like that for most people. So I call that being in your vibe. Mm-hmm. I call that Einstein's time because oh. Einstein's time is, you know, you're in your vortex. Things are working out. It's like putting on your favorite pair of gloves. It's like walking down the street and having, you know, it's like serendipity uh, because when you're not in Einstein's time, you know, if you have anybody who has children and their children say, mom, I'm coming home from college, I'm leaving now. And they show up eight hours later. And the reason why they showed up eight hours later is because they stopped to see their friends. They had lunch. You know, they, they just never didn't say they were going to make this zigzaggy way in order to get home, you know, uh, for example. And in the interim, the parents going, oh, my God, what happened to them? Where are they? Did they are they eating? I can't get a hold of them, you know, and you know, like their cell phone battery died. But as soon as they get home, it's such a relief and it brings you a lot of energy. So in Einstein's time, Einstein says that we have basically, we have some control over how fast we experience time or how slow we experience it. Whereas Newtonian time, you're looking at your clock. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. I got a call. Bang. 830. I got a call. 930. I have a meeting from 930 to 11 o'clock. I've got to be someplace else too. Oh my God, I'm so stressed out. And so at the end of the day, you're depleted and you have nothing left over for yourself. You have nothing left over for those that matter. So being in Einstein's time doesn't, you don't have that experience. You have that more like, Hey, let's go. <laughs> Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go next? You know, and it, and it keeps you sharper and brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I'm, my goal in uh, 2021 is to help executives with that level of Einstein's time so that they can get more done. They can be more productive. They can, and they can have more peace of mind. And when they get home, they can be there because when you're depleted, it takes away from your relationships. Oh, okay. For sure. Right. Uh-huh. You know, and, and yourself. Uh-huh. I mean, I have so many friends. It's like, I get home. Like, like, did you eat dinner? Oh, I was going to, and I was going to take a hot bath. I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm so tired. You know? So it's, you know, it's like learning how to protect our energies too, you know, from meditation and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And as you're mentioning that Einstein time, I can relate to that. It is more over like, you know, um, it is said, right? 
uh, more luxury like laziness you give to the body it asks for mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it never satisfied like you know uh, body mm-hmm. wants to get satisfied uh, how much rest you give it always demands for more right right <laughs> well you know they the, the spanish um, have a proverb that says once you rest uh-huh. you know uh, once once you, because um, it talks about being on vacation, like once you, like once you rest, uh-huh. you know, or, oh, I have to, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just screwing it up. Um, oh. You know, um, oh, it's just like, once you, it's like, once you rest, then once you go on vacation or it's the idea is that once you like do what you, it's like a lot of energy to do nothing. Once you do nothing, you must rest. That's what it is. So sorry. I knew it would come to no, me. No, so what, once you rest, you must do something, yep. you know, right. <laughs> Thank you so much. And okay. one more question from the audience is that what are high lifestyle solutions anyone can do to improve their health immediately? They can do, you know, one of the biggest things like in, in this pandemic and, and anytime is being um, adequately hydrated. So okay. if you weigh a hundred pounds, you should drink, you know, um, because you do it by every 50 pounds, you drink a quart of water. So it'd be like two quarts of water for someone who weighs 100 pounds. 200 pounds, it would be four quarts of water. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't like the taste of water, I always tell people to put lemon in the water because it brings up the flavor. It also helps you digest your food better. Yeah. The other thing is to get sleep. You mm-hmm. know, good sleep, you know, a nap is good for you. It's, it's inner, you know, you t- said that, we talked a little bit about that before. But having adequate sleep and having good sleep hygiene is important. So when people have, in this pandemic too, people have had very difficult times getting adequate sleep and so that they are rested. That's part of the pillars of health. It's the third pillar of health besides uh, diet, exercise, the sleep, and then positive mental attitude, and uh, posture, structure, function. So that sleep, you know, for people when they can't sleep, my recommendation is first off, turn your cell phone off. Um, and put it on the other side of the room, Um, number one. Number two, turn off electronics like what we're using right now at Mm -hmm. least an hour before you go to sleep, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that your eyes can relax. And then thirdly, if you're laying going to sleep and you're thinking, we all have had this, I can't sleep, and you're thinking, oh, I should have said this and that situation, or I should have said that, or, you know, I wonder – um, and then when you really can't sleep, you have a tendency to get up and try on all your shoes and your dresses. I mean, stuff like, you know, I wonder if I still fit in, you know, and you keep on going on. And so, um, you know, what I tell people to do is I tell them to just write down the idea. If there's something that they can do about why they can't go to sleep, mm-hmm. great. And if they do that, then, you know, wonderful. But if they can't, you know, then they have to like, you know, piece out like what, why is that reason? Maybe listen to binaural beats, listen to meditation music, that kind of thing. Those are pretty good things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. One more, just uh, out of curiosity, like, you know, I love to sleep. So it's more or like, you know, I can't <laughs> compromise if somebody, you know, uh, start bugging mm-hmm. me, like, you know, asking me to stretch my night hours or something like that. I don't like mm-hmm. it because I want to sleep on time, <laughs> like, you know, have a proper sleep. So uh, sometimes people think that, you know, right. much sleep is also not good. Like if you sleep, so I sleep at least eight to 10 hours. So that kind of a sleep and I want it. And I, yeah, but that, yeah. it's, it's, 
it varies per person. I okay. mean, I do well. I do well with seven hours. Oh, okay. You know, and if I sleep two, if I slept ten hours, I'd have a headache. You oh. know, it's just like an, it's, I got to get up and I've got to move. And that, and when I was writing, I didn't do that very much. I was writing, and all of a sudden, it was eight o'clock at night. You know, that kind of thing. So you have to, you have to get up, and you have to have motion too. Mm -hmm. Besides that, yeah. So, but it's it's different the amount of sleep that one person needs as opposed to the next person. Okay, so yeah. that's from person to person. Yes. You know. mm -hmm. And uh, moving towards our next section, which is a fun segment, where I'm going to give you like a three keywords, which are more or like associated with your profile. And you have to just tell me whatever comes to your mind. It is kind of an abstract thing, like whatever comes to your mind. You don't have to give like a lot more explanation or something. It is just okay. a quick thing what comes Like a keyword, right? Just like a keyword. Okay. So, yeah. So the first word for you is health. It's too vague. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think health is a very vague word yeah. and that it needs to be more defined. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Too vague. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true yeah. because you did the um, like you know specialization in that area, so definitely mm -hmm. the depth of that. And moving towards our next word is medicine. Oh, uh, I think when I think of medicine, I think of the you know uh, emerging branches of medicine, like functional medicine, lifestyle medicine, and how they actually fit and pair with each other. It's like you know having that favorite pair of gloves that fits your hand. Those kind of medicines that help people get out of the box of their thinking. So when they don't know what to do, they can get beyond it, mm -hmm. and they have other choices, or at least look at other choices. Yes. And the way I'm understanding you, you are very good at it. So uh, the third word is coach. The third one is coach? That's me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying, that you are very good at it. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I love doing it. I have uh, just started a course that I started teaching online, and we started uh -huh. last month, last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And um, what I told somebody, I said, I so super over-delivered on the first class. Normally, we would go an hour. We went two hours. Uh -huh. And we had such, you know, someone like, oh, what is, what's your takeaway? The guy goes, the list is too long. <laughs> um, but we had, it was really great. People can still jump in on that course if, they, if they're interested, if they want to take a look at it, or if you, on your show notes, you know, um, whatever this is going to be posted. Um, I'll be redoing the course again in March um, in the such, but, if, uh, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really great. No, actually, that an you know, audience will be aware as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, moving towards our next section is about uh, exploring your career, work, and volunteering. So the first thing already you mentioned about your book, which is like mm -hmm. definitely a useful read during this pandemic. Uh -huh. So what is your bestseller is all about? And title is quite interesting too. So would you like to share more? Well, yeah, I'll go back over the title again. It's called Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Uh -huh. And I, you know, I had a, a person in my business group say to me that she wasn't sick, fat or tired. So she, why should she buy my book? And I said, well, you know, if you're tired, you know, if you're fat, basically you look in a mirror, you look at how your clothes fit you uh -huh. and you know, but you don't know if you're sick. And because that takes time. You know, we see it in the pandemic with people who are seemingly are well and they have some contact with COVID and how the COVID expresses itself in the person's body as a virus makes whatever disease processes they have lurking below the surface come up. Mm -hmm. So the book's about like finding your correct and your right, you know, like where's my weakest link? What can I do about it? And okay. how can I, where to, and it tells you like where to start that health journey. So it's a really important work, especially now 
especially in this day and time. And it's a great book for New Year's resolution because it actually gives you the tool to be able to realize your health goal as opposed to making your health goal. And some, there's some huge number, like 75% or something like that, fall off from their people's, the New Year's resolutions. Wow, that's a good and so, you know, little Christmas is coming up for me and my, uh, it's just like uh, January 6th. And so Christmas for me ends on January 6th. So January 7th, I am going to be on an, I, I always do a cleanse and I always do a food plan at that point in time to mm -hmm. adjust what I'm doing. But if anybody wants to join me, they can always get in touch with me. <laughs> great, actually. I'll yeah. definitely mention that. Um, yeah. Oh. Moving towards our next question is about, you know, how is your bestseller is related to your workplace? Oh, everything. That, that's, as, you know, I always say never go to a doctor who doesn't practice what they preach. Ever. Because mm -hmm. if they don't practice what they preach, they're just telling you something of how they want to do that. They're, their interaction, in their, their, they're not as invested in you as a person. You know, so you want somebody who has, who has that, you have that connection with, mm -hmm. you know, I had, I was sitting next to them waiting for somebody in a restaurant one time and I was listening to this woman next to me and she actually gave me a title for a talk that I did in California. Uh -huh. And, um, and so she's, you know, she's like, I just love my doctor and my doctor just gets me. And I said, <laughs> excuse me, who's your doctor? And um, so I had this big conversation with her. Mm -hmm. And the point of it was, she just said, like, you know, she's so comfortable and with her doctor and what her doctor recommends mm -hmm. because she feels like she's heard. And so much now when you go to a doctor in this day and time, you're there for 15 minutes and you're out. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have your thoughts really organized, mm -hmm. then you, you, you could be walking out going, I don't know what happened. I have people tell me, what did the doctor tell you? I, I have no clue, Dr. Pat. I, I got lost after the first five minutes. So it's good to have, you know, this book like Why Are You Sick, Pat, and Tired so that you can have something to take with you and have your notes, you know, because that's the kind of, you know, interaction. You want to walk out and say, I just love that doctor. That doctor just got me. And, you know, and, and then that way you have, you know, you have camaraderie, you have teamwork, you know, and you have somebody who has your best interests at heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And uh, moving towards our next question is about, would you like to share anything specific about your uh, work, which is Health Team Network? Um, the thing that I'd like to share, I would love to have more. I would, I, one of the things I like doing is I love being on podcasts like this. I have been on over 55 podcasts since last March. Mm -hmm. And the fun part about that is you get to share knowledge because one of my goals in my life is to help masses of people get well have the realization this is where I'm at this is where I can go and here's the pathway that I can take to get there you mm -hmm. know I need to always take my own advice when I tell people that <laughs> you know so you do because you have it's, it's easy to get very complacent I mean we've seen that in the last 15 20 years in the United States but the you know but taking that you know your that personal adventure you've got to practice what you preach and you've got to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk and that's what, you know, I want that for what I personally share with from my business point of view. And I'm invested in people's outcomes. 
you know, and it's just like if somebody he doesn't hear, if I don't hear from somebody when I'm supposed to hear from somebody, I hound them. Where are you? Are you okay? Okay. If you're sick, I need to know if you're sick with the stuff going on with COVID. I need to know what's going on, you know? And so like, I always want to make sure. And then, you know, if somebody needs something, something I can do for somebody, uh-huh. I'm very approachable, uh-huh. you know? And so as far as my business, that's where you know, that, you know, I come from, sometimes I would just, um, I mean, I always had women who were in my practice that were, um, there were three people who were pregnant all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and there was always that, so there was a lot of liveliness and a lot of flow, you know, in, in there. And so I always hope to carry that on. And I have a real special interest in women taking better care of themselves and better self-care of themselves so that they can live longer, better, healthier. And then they can lead by example. I mean, there was a great post that said, um, when you heal yourself, you know, as a woman, if you heal yourself, you heal those behind you, those in front of you, and those around you. When you heal those around you, you heal your community. And when you heal your community, you can be contagious and you can heal other communities. That's the pandemic we should be working on. Uh For sure. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I think, you know, as you were mentioning that you want to host the podcast, you would be a great podcast host, actually. Mm -hmm. I would love to listen to you more. Mm -hmm. So um, I wish that, you know, you'll start it soon. Mm-hmm. And going towards our next section is about tips and advice or anything like a books or courses that would like to recommend to the audience. So the question is, any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals who wants to pursue their passion in this specific field, which is medicine and are looking this career as a long-term career option? You can support your question with the books or courses as well if you would like to share anything. Well, you know, if you have a passion to help people, and if you can lead by example, mm-hmm. you know, people like people who, who step out, step up and speak out. So it's like be visible, be vocal and be seen. So mm-hmm. the ways that you can do that is that you can look at like, you know, um, when somebody's, you know, you can look at it from like, what's my best diet? What, what's my best diet for me? You know, because there's so many books out there that has so many variations. And they always told us when we were in school, by the time something was published, it was out of print. So I think that, you know, um, you know, books that lead you down your journey in life, you know, that's just like, how did I become a chiropractor? I mean, like the actual, like couple days before when I decided to become a chiropractor, mm-hmm. I had a friend who was going to, to chiropractic school and I said, oh, they're quacks. <laughs> and he said, you know, they're not quacks. And I said, well, I know. And it's just like, I, was, I just don't, I don't feel for it. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I hurt my shoulder and I went to see a chiropractor and I literally said, I can remember sitting and watching this guy talk to me and just look at him. I'm thinking if this guy can do this, uh-huh. I thought he was really inept. If this guy can do this, I said, I can do this. Yes. And that was the moment like I, before, if I didn't hurt my shoulder, I would never have been in that particular office at that particular time. Mm-hmm. So I think once you get that bug, you've got to look at like, well, what, how do I want to deliver that? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's like books on applied kinesiology. There's, you know, and doctors like by Dr. Hayes, I can't think of his first name. Mm-hmm. Um, they can always buy my book. Um, they can reach out and talk to me more mm-hmm. um, and interact with me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but a specific book off the top of my head that said like, oh, that was changing. 
I would read Wayne Dreyer's book, The Power of Intention. It's an old book, mm-hmm. but it, it's a book that talks about um, focus, intention, and purpose. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's like, and so when I, it's like, I can remember reading that and then I liked it so much and I wrote all over it that I bought the audio version. And so now when I get an audio book and I like it so much, I usually go buy the book. I do it the opposite way now <laughs> because <laughs> I like, as when I get a book, I always write in it uh-huh. um, and, and underline it. And I write questions, you know, in it, or I write things in the back, you know, like keywords that I want to go look up or websites, you know, that someone uh-huh. talks about that. But I think that you can, um, you know, it's just like you, you've got to look at like, how can I be healthy and how can I lead by example? Mm-hmm. Like don't eat sugar. I mean, that would be a good one, you know, and, uh, you know, and especially at Christmas, it's really quite hard because it's in everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but it, it, it's really you have to take a look at like what, you know, why do we have, why do we have so many sick people? Like, and is there something they can do? Because a lot of people's sicknesses are lifestyle induced. So if, if you look at that, then you can say like, oh, can I give up X, Y, and Z? Or can I walk two miles a day? I mean, how long does it take to walk two miles a day if you're relatively fit? Mm-hmm. 40 minutes? You know, and you think about sitting in front of a, a TV and watching TV for 40 minutes, like the media, like news, I'd rather go take a walk for 40 minutes, yes. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yep. So that's what I would say. I mean, there's a lot, there's so many venues for looking at that. Yeah, you can hear the news actually while walking as well. So. <laughs> you can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. It's very depressing. It's yep. low, it's low energy. <laughs> so it's like you can learn what you need to learn and then shut it off. Yeah. It's addictive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. that is very true. And okay. uh, moving towards our last segment, which is leadership. You already mentioned that you would love to have the leadership by example. But just to summarize, uh, would you like to define your leadership style, the way you are leading your area of interest? And uh, any specific leader you always admire or follow and why? Well, you know, when you think about leadership, I had some really good mentors in my life um, and have known a lot of different people in chiropractic who were the founders, you know, and those people. And I have to say that um, somebody, two people called me in the last two weeks and said that they wanted to reach out to me because they thought I was a thought leader. And that they liked my perspective on medicine because uh-huh. it wasn't extreme, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, and it's just like, it, you know, like I always say, if it doesn't make sense, don't do it, you know, uh-huh. ask a lot of questions and don't do it. It's, it's your life, it's your body. Yeah. Um, and so the, you know, and, and I like to, you know, when I look at people's health, I like to really, I like to see them. Mm-hmm and envision them already at the end of the line. So when I look at somebody and, and speak with them, like you, you have a very beautiful face. You've got like long, shiny hair. And, um, you know, so there's, there's things uh, structurally in Chinese, I'm a Chinese doctor also. And so there's structurally things like, well, I'm looking at somebody, I see them as their genius that they are. Mm-hmm. they see themselves and it's like oh, I'm struggling I'm going no you like oh you're struggling because you're like you're putting the rock in front of you and, and then you're trying to jump over it it's supposed to go around it but you know in people's health I can see where their health is mm-hmm. I'm, I have a very good gift for um, helping people 
like, you know, sort things out. Like, what is it that you really want to do and where do you want to go? And how do you want to get there? You know, but you got to answer the question, why? And you have to make sense of that complicated situation so that it's easier. So, you know, I always say simpler too. And simpler just means that it's not easier, but it's, it's achievable. So sometimes you have the difficulty of moving forward with that because um, people go, simpler? I thought you said this was going to be easy. Simpler does not mean easy. <laughs> it just means it's doable. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for sharing. I'm really, very happy to have you as my guest. Um, Thank you. Podcast. And just to end this show, actually, I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to end it with a quote which is from the Buddha, to keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, we shall not be able to keep our mind strong and clear. And I would definitely say that, you know, uh, looking at the Dr. Pat, that mm -hmm. if you fix your health, you can fix your life. So thank you so Absolutely. much for all your time and consideration being on the show. And I hope audience, you will enjoy this episode as well. And as I always say, until we meet, happy leading, let's live together. Stay safe. Bye for now. Thank you.